0: Listening to Bricks and Clicks, presented by Market Scale, with your host, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin. Hey guys, welcome back. Today, the topic is all about Pinterest. If you've listened to me before, typically we're talking about Amazon and Walmart and Facebook and Instagram and all the other platforms to market on, but we've never actually touched upon Pinterest what is it? I know, especially if you're a dude, you're like, what the heck is Pinterest? What is this thing that my wife spends hours at night playing with and planning recipes and pinning outfits and whatever the heck she's doing on there? I don't even understand it. So I'm going to introduce you today to my friend, Jennifer Priest. So today you have Jennifer Squared on the podcast. You got Jen and Jen. And Jennifer Priest is going to walk us through what the heck Pinterest is, how to leverage this amazing platform for your business. And hey, guys, it's kind of still a secret thing in the retail world. So you could definitely get some really great marketing tips on today's podcast that can help your business for free or really low cost. And so Jen's going to just walk us through it and let us know what Pinterest is and how to leverage. So Jennifer, please introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are, what you're doing. Oh, and by the way, she's been working with Pinterest for over 10 years, guys. So she knows a thing or two about pinning and getting some traction.
1: Thanks for having me here, Jennifer. I'm really excited to be here because, um, as you were describing the listeners of your show and your clients, I was like, oh, yeah, I know them. (laughs) I used to work with them. Um, So, I got started on Pinterest as a social media manager. I started I started doing that like in 2009. Um I did that for 10 years with Craft Brands. That was my specialty. Started out in the arts and crafts industry selling um, scrapbooking classes, scrapbooking supplies, kits. I had a subscription club, like a monthly kit box that I sent to people with with craft supplies. Um, and so I was using email marketing to market that. And then I started a blog and Instagram, Pinterest, all those things to market those products that I had. And then clients started wanting to work with me in the arts and crafts industry. I kind of became like a person they would go to and ask questions. And then I started offering social media management as a service and using using Pinterest, everything else, right? I kind of threw it in the bucket, just like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, We, you know, we call it all social media. And I didn't have a lot of success with it. It wasn't until 2016 that I really dug into using Pinterest. And that's because in 2013, 2014, about five, six years into being a social media manager, I wanted to get more passive income going. And I wanted to figure out this whole content marketing blogger thing. Um, I was always creating content in the craft industry for all these brands. And I was like, well, what if I just put this on my own site and like monetized it? And so I had to figure out Pinterest traffic. And it wasn't until 2016 that I really started to figure that out and realized that you've got to approach Pinterest in a really different way than these other platforms. And it is uniquely positioned to send massive traffic to your website in a way that all the other platforms are built not to do. The other platforms are built to keep you on platform. Like YouTube doesn't want you leaving. Instagram doesn't want you leaving. Facebook wants to keep you there. But Pinterest is actually designed to send you off platform to where people's websites like yours. (laughs) It's like so
0: amazing. That's insane. I'm so excited. Would you also stop and just kind of like rewind just a second and tell especially the men that are listening... What is Pinterest?
1: Yeah, so um, it's kind of funny that there's this idea that Pinterest is for women and it's for crafts and food because it really isn't. Pinterest is a place where people can collect and organize ideas online. And um, I like to say it's like if Google and Instagram had a baby. So when you go to Google and you search for something, right, because Pinterest is really a search engine. When you go to Google and search for something, you get like 10 results on a page. That's it. And they're not even visual. You can click the images tab and they're kind of visual, but they're ugly anyway. When you go to Pinterest, you get 80 to 100 ideas on the screen. If you're on mobile, you're getting about two to four ideas on the screen at a time um, that are all presented visually, that are solutions to whatever the problem is that you're looking that you're looking to solve. And so it's a really different way to search. A lot of women are on it, but that doesn't mean it's only women. There's an an SEO expert I was speaking with at a conference and um, we were at like the speaker dinner and he was asking me some questions about Pinterest. And he he was saying, yeah, I've got this client. I was in their Google Analytics working on their SEO, their search engine optimization. And um, they're getting all this traffic from Pinterest. We don't even know what Pinterest is. Like, what's going on with that? And I said, well, tell me a little more about the client. He's like, well, they sell industrial conveyor belts. And I was like, what? And so we dug in and people are online pinning because they don't even have a Pinterest account. People were online pinning industrial conveyor belt pictures from this company's website and saving them to Pinterest and then sending as they're indexed on Pinterest, just like content is indexed on Google. It was sending those images to other people interested in industrial conveyor belts. And then now they were clicking and going to the website and it showed up on their Google Analytics as a pretty significant traffic source. And so imagine if they were actually had a Pinterest account and had a strategy and were putting putting content on there in a deliberate, intentional way. So we can't just assume that Pinterest is just for women. Men is one of the fastest growing sectors over the last year or in 2020. Um, Pinterest grew almost like 100 million people. It, it's just blowing up. Um, it went public last year. They did the IPO. So there's there's a lot of um, growth potential on Pinterest. And it's just another one of those those experiences where people can search similar to Google, but it's a different search experience.
0: You know why I think there's some confusion? Because when I started with Pinterest, which was probably around the time you started with Pinterest, um, I didn't start like managing it by any means, but I started playing on it and pinning things. Back in the day, and not too long ago, it really was just a place to pin things that you wanted to see. So, like, for me, it was recipes or, like, you know, uh, cute outfit ideas or, like, 10 places I wanted to visit and I wanted to have a bookmark of that. I would put it there, right? Like, almost like a sticky note compilation, but these days, if you haven't been to Pinterest in a while, like I hadn't been on for a long time until about a year
1: ago, you can now buy stuff on there. Like <laughs> it is finally user friendly. <laughs> yeah, you, you can buy stuff on there. There's videos now. They have story pins, which are still images and videos. I mean, you can, you know, just like an Instagram story, you can kind of make this little collection in a story and take people through a tutorial or do something like that. You know, the thing that's interesting about what you were saying, and this is something that I teach in my program about Pinterest, a, a big mistake I see people making is they assume that Pinterest is there for inspiration. And so they start putting all these pretty pictures on there and they're like, oh, my my content's getting pinned a ton. It's taking off. And I'm like, well, yeah, you have this beautiful photo of like, let's say this this food you know, this recipe that you made, and it's a gorgeous photo, and they're saving it because it's very aspirational, inspirational type content, but they're not actually going to take action on it. And so to have success on Pinterest from a traffic standpoint, like you can have success as far as a virality standpoint, right? Make a beautiful image on there, people are going to pin it, right? If you have it optimized, they're going to find it, they're going to pin it. But does that translate into getting people to your website and so it's really understanding that pinterest is the entry point to your funnel so how do you get people from pinterest to your site you've got to make content that gets them to take action what kind of content is that problem solution content so The mistake I see is people put all this beautiful content on Pinterest and then wonder, why isn't it translating into sales? It's like, well, because you just gave them a bunch of stuff to put on their vision board and they're not actually going to take action on that.
0: Exactly. It feels like the way Instagram is now, right? Like Instagram is really pretty pictures, but unless you have the swipe up feature, it's almost completely meaningless. (laughs) It takes so much energy and effort to have anyone actually click on the link above in the bio, right? But you have this oh like, gosh, entire yeah. group of people on Pinterest that are active, engaged. They love the aspirational part of, look at this recipe I can make. And then you can click into it and get a recipe and put them on your website for Google SEO tracking and eventually go back around and like serve them an ad. Can oh, you talk yeah. a little bit more about This gets me so excited because <laughs> the biggest thing that I tell my Amazon clients and Walmart.com and Walmart in-store clients is you don't own the customer. Stop thinking that you own the customer. You are you're serving all these other companies and helping them grow big and rich and the minute that they decide they don't want to do business with you, you have lost every single one of your customers forever. You don't get to keep them in a customer database, none of that stuff. So I'm always looking for ways to help get our customers onto your own websites which is kind of counterintuitive to what my company does. I don't make any money when they land on your own website, but I am a 100% for what's right for my own clients. And so I firmly believe in figuring out how to get our customer, how to hook them in, get them into our world. I always say like, get them close to mama, give them a hug, like (laughs) make them feel warm and cozy and make them want to come back. And then like, then great at that point, let them connect with you on Instagram. Let them connect with you on Facebook. Let them connect with you on YouTube. If you make videos of your recipes or whatever else you're selling, that's fantastic, but not until you've gotten their contact information. So Jennifer, tell us how to do that.
1: Yeah. So, um, that's one of the big mistakes that I see people making with Pinterest. Um, in my program, we have a lot of people that have a Shopify store and on Pinterest, you can connect your Shopify store. There's, there's other ways you can upload, upload your catalog, et cetera, and essentially have your products be shoppable on Pinterest. And every single person in my program has done that. Um, they have said, the conversion rate's terrible. I'm not getting a lot of sales. It's a lot of work. It's wonky. And the, the problem with that is this idea that like, oh, I'm going to plug my shop into Pinterest and I'm going to magically get sales. And it's a misunderstanding of where Pinterest fits in the funnel. It's, the entry point, it's like before the entry point. The goal is to get people not to buy on Pinterest, like that's great when it does happen, but the goal is to get them on your site so you can do all those things, get them on your list, pixel them and retarget them with ads, you know, introduce them to your content, warm them up. That's the goal. And the sale happens later on down the line. And that's where people make the biggest mistake is they think, well, I'm going to put the, you know, and the same with Instagram, right? You're just going to put a picture of your product up and then all of a sudden it's going to fly off the shelves like that. It's not how it works.
0: That makes so much sense. Um, I love that so much. And it also feels like such an easier way to get your customer to go and finally go like pay attention to your website. It really truly is that hook that kind of like drags them into your website where I can't see too many other ways. Like I'm thinking of all the other ways that I use uh, tactics to get people into my website. Like I've written a blog post and they have to click the link to the blog blog post to come check it out. And of course it's on my website. I don't know a lot of brands that are like writing blogs. They probably should be, but I don't don't know a lot that are. For my clients specifically, Jennifer, they're, and especially on Instagram, they are, they have, um, you know, lifestyle imagery. They have a great photographer. They're finding, you know, 15 different ways to make, you know, usage of a cereal where it's like a muffin bake or a strudel, whatever. (laughs) And so they are taking the time and energy to create really amazing content for pictures, but then they're not doing anything with all the rest of it it feels like they could use that on Pinterest.
1: Right. So um, this is the challenge with brands. So when I started managing social media for brands in the arts and crafts industry, we had kind of a similar thing. They're manufacturing products that are being, they're selling it to mom and pop shops, Michael's, Joanne's, Walmart, that kind of thing. And so it's, they didn't even necessarily have retail on their own sites. So it was really hard for us to like measure what we're doing on social media, and like, how does that translate into like somebody actually walked into Michael's in Torrance, California, and purchased our product? Like we can't really measure that, you know, it's it's difficult. Um And so that's one of the one of the big challenges with um people that manufacture products. and so their their approach is, okay, we'll put all these lifestyle images up. We're gonna use the platform for brand awareness. And at the end of the day, really what the goal is, is sales. Okay. So then we are, okay, how do we connect this brand awareness idea to sales? And the problem is that people do make those beautiful images. They have a photographer they're paying. They're, they're packaging the content really for Instagram and not realizing that like in order, and it will do well on Pinterest. Okay. You're going to put those beautiful images on, on Pinterest. You can put them on Instagram. You can pin your Instagram posts to Pinterest, right? That's all, wonderful. I bet people are going to save them. I bet people are going to love them. But how does that actually... Translate into a sale. (laughs) Yes. And so that's the problem is all these brands are like, but I don't have time to make blog content. I don't have time to make YouTube videos. I'm like, I don't care if you're sending them to a blog or YouTube video. A blog is going to be the easiest place to get them from Pinterest to the blog. And that's just because pinners are conditioned to expect blog posts. It doesn't mean you can't send them to YouTube. I've sent them to YouTube. I've sent them to Facebook lives. I've sent them all over the place. But it's just easier if you have blog content because they're already conditioned to expect that. And when you're thinking about how do I get them to take action to click off Pinterest over to my site, it's usually because they have a problem that your product is a solution for. So, like let's say they have a cereal and they're like, well, I'm going to sell and this is something that we see in I saw in the craft industry so much. Um maybe I could say this more in the context of that cuz that's a little easier for me to explain. But like, let's say that or, or we'll, we'll do it with the cereal. They so they, their product is a cereal and they're like, I'm going to show how to make 15 different recipes with this cereal. So like you said, they're making the muffin, they're making the strudel. What problem do, that that showcases your product really really great. What problem does this solve? for the customer so that they're going to want to go buy the cereal. The problem isn't I have too much cereal, right? They're not going to want to buy more cereal if that's the problem. (laughs) So it's really thinking, what is the problem that they have that I can be the solution for. So it might be something, and this is just me going riffing off the top of my head. This is where keyword research comes in. Just like you're gonna do keyword research for Google or YouTube videos, you've got to do it for Pinterest. And it's gonna be kind of similar. So whatever, I I like to say in my program, whatever you do for Google is gonna be good for Pinterest. Whatever you do for Pinterest is typically gonna be good for Google because it's all about search. So what really is the problem that your product solves? So if you're going to make this muffin recipe, what's the problem it solves? It's a dairy-free muffin. It's a 10-minute muffin. It's an instant pot muffin. It's a muffin you can make the night before. It's a muffin that stays good in the fridge for a week. Like what problem does it solve for the customer? And that's usually what I find brands missing is they're just like, look at the 800 features of my product and all these ways you can use it and it's like, okay, but what problem does it solve for the customer? And that's what, what you have to think about when you're going to be coming from a search perspective, inspiration perspective, show me a beautiful muffin. But if you want me to take action <laughs> yeah. and on a, from a search perspective, it's got to solve a problem that people actually have. The problem isn't that I have too much cereal. The problem is that I don't know what to do with the cereal. I'm going to eat the cereal. What, what problem does the muffin recipe solve?
0: Okay, I want to riff in here for a second, too, because I love that you talked about the blog post. I have found for my own social media, for like me, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin, that owns a company, the easiest way to content create is through something long form. So when you create a blog post, you're creating content that can be stripped down to bits of content that then you can use on all your social media platforms multiple times to reference back to the pot to the blog post. You're taking beautiful photography which can be used in multiple different ways, right? From your own website to the item pages for that specific product, so many different usages. So I love that idea. And again, like I said, Jennifer, I hardly ever see any of my, I don't know that any of my clients' blog posts Like it feels like we need to have a we need a podcast just on blog posting and the importance of it. Um, I know you're good at it. I'm good at it. We both do it. We probably write multiple blogs per week. I know I do. Um, I send out two different emails every single week that usually link back to blog posts. So I love this idea because you're right. If you take the time to create beautiful imagery for your product, that's fantastic. And in an item page online, that makes a ton of sense because I always tell my clients when we're creating an item page, we create for inspiration and even aspiration, right? Like what do you want to feel and be and eat and all of those things? And you want it to be in your item page that converts the sale, but we're not talking about that. We're not building an item page. We're trying to market. <laughs> we're trying to get sales. And just looking at a yummy muffin isn't usually going to do it. So I love your point, like 10 easy breakfast ideas or 10 gluten-free muffin um, muffin solutions or whatever. That's fantastic. Thank you for breaking that down for us.
1: You're welcome. And I, I wanted to say something about blog posts. So um there is this idea that you have to create a lot of content. So, on one of my sites, I had one blog post last year. <laughs> and on the other one, the one that I do a lot of experimenting on, um, I had four, just four. And that comes down to, like you said, doing the long form post that's going to give you the most bang for your buck. Um, and yeah, we could totally do like a whole, a whole. A podcast. We can do a bunch of podcasts on like how to pick your blog post topics. But really, like when we're thinking about Pinterest, your aspirational, beautiful pictures, they're going to do great. They're not going to get clicks, right? They're going to be shared a lot. They're not going to get clicks. If we want people to click to your site, it's really about problem solution based type content. And a blog post is a great way to deal with that. And again, it's really identifying what the actual problem is. What are people searching for that your product can be the solution for? So I love that in less than 20
0: minutes, we've talked all about Pinterest. I feel (laughs) completely on board and I'm sure that our listeners do too. And so I think a lot of people right now are thinking like, they're like rubbing their hands together and they're all excited (laughs) and they're like, okay, great. Now what? where, Where do I go? Where do I jump into? Where's the deep end? Like, I don't even know. So Jennifer, can you walk us through what should people do next? How do they take action on this?
1: Yeah, so I guess it depends on where they're at. Um, if they pretend that they're all at ground zero. Okay, if they're all at ground zero, I think the first thing is go go around on Pinterest and start looking, looking around. Um, get in the search bar. Start searching for products like yours. Start searching for content like yours. See what's out there. Get a lay of the land. Um, and you can start pinning. Like I, I mean, you can experiment with other people's content. You can experiment with some of your own content. Um, that's going to be kind of a little bit shooting in the dark. You know, Pinterest has evolved just like Facebook, right? When you got on Facebook in the beginning, it was so easy. <laughs> and now there's like, you know, strategy and stuff. It's like so complicated. There's so many places to get lost on, on Facebook. The same with Pinterest. Um, you can go, you can go pretty deep on it, but I think, you know, go check your Google Analytics. See if you're getting any Pinterest traffic. Are people pinning your, your content without you knowing? Um, go in the search, start looking for, you know, does anybody, is anybody making content like what I have? Is anybody, is my competition on here? Are people pinning, pinning stuff like my products, um stuff like my ideas? And and what does that look like? So kind of get a feel for what's already out there and then look for the gaps. Where can you fill in that is not being served right now? And that's where I would, I would probably say, okay, where does that overlap My goals for my business this year, the next five years. And then that's the kind of content I'm going to be pushing on Pinterest. Because not everything belongs there, right? Like I have stuff that does great on Google and I go to put on Pinterest, it does terrible. People aren't looking for that on Pinterest. So.
0: Interesting. Okay. So the step one would be start playing on Pinterest, but now what?
1: Yeah. Start playing on Pinterest, you know, search, see, see about your, you know, what, what's on there as far as your competition, as far as your vertical, check your Google Analytics if, if uh, you're getting any traffic from Pinterest. And then from there, um, you know, look for those gaps and see where it overlaps your goals and start creating that content. You know, a lot of people will, will go, on YouTube or blogs and try to look for guidance on social media. And it really, a lot of that information can be out of date. A lot of that information um, is out of context. And so the next step after that, if you're like, okay, look, playing around is fun. I really don't have time for that. I really want a strategy that works. I really don't want to be spending hours on YouTube trying to, trying to piece it together. It would be to invest in a program. And so um, I have a program on Pinterest. Um of course I would love people to come to my program but I think the biggest thing is investing in a program. The biggest mistake I see people make with Pinterest is trying to cobble together a strategy from free information and there are a lot of mistakes that can happen. You know, people are following information that now that would would have worked 2 years ago and now would result in their account being suspended for spammy activity right? The same thing that we could have done two years ago now is no longer acceptable. And so investing in a program is going to make it, make it so that you're not making those costly mistakes that are that take more time and money to recover from because you're just going off of like free YouTube videos you watched.
0: Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about your program? Like if I'm a business owner and I'm interested in adding Pinterest and I want to take your program, is there a time investment involved? What am I going to learn? Can you give us a little bit more info on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So my program is called Smart Pin Pro and, um, it's a year long program and that's because We teach you how to develop a Pinterest strategy from the ground up and a strategy that evolves with your business. So we give you an understanding of of Pinterest, you you know, understand, okay, what is it that I I need to be doing on this platform to succeed? We give you a foundation strategy, and then we teach you the process of adjusting and refining that to continue to get better and better results. Because the thing is, Pinterest is always changing, right? People say, quote, the algorithm. We don't even refer to it as algorithm in our program. We just call it the way Pinterest works uh, because (laughs) algorithm is not even accurate. but that's changing all the time because it's run by artificial intelligence. So that it's constantly learning, but your business is changing. Your audience is changing. The world is changing. And so how do you create a strategy that then can evolve and adjust and be nimble with all of that? Be agile. So that's what we teach is how to create that strategy and just be looking for those mic, you know, how to identify those micro signals of like, Oh, this is happening. Okay. I'm going to adjust this a little bit. I'm going to adjust this a little bit. And then over time that will give you traffic. And we've got people who have been in the program for like 4 years that are like started Still with one it. strategy <laughs> and now it's evolved, right? Cuz they learn once you learn that process, it's like, "Oh, I don't have to be a Pinterest expert. I just have to understand enough to do what I need to do in my business that's applicable to me and and keep doing that." And so, um you know, people can get up and running in like less than 30 days in the program, but we have it be a year long so that they have that time to to do the refining process. Because that's what takes time, right? Putting the content out there, testing, seeing if you got the results you wanted, and then making those adjustments.
0: Love it, love it. And I love having community too that I can come to in a program where I'm like, okay, I did this thing and it's not working. Or like, I did this thing and it was really great, but I don't know what I did to make it really great. Can you guys help dissect that? Or like, what are you doing that works? And then you get to get some really great ideas for your own business.
1: Right, one of the things that we see with that um, a lot is um, Facebook groups. So so we have a lot of, you know, your clients, you guys are probably in a lot of Facebook groups, right? So (laughs) somebody will post in there having a freak out moment, oh my gosh, this happened on Pinterest, blah, and it stirs people up. And so one of the biggest things that's happened in our program community is it's a place to come and get calm, reasoned, like, okay, there's no reason to panic, what does this mean? How, what can we do with it? And so that's been one of the the biggest things. You know, all of a sudden your traffic falls off a cliff. Okay, well, let's let's figure out what happened. And because we have a process, right? We're not just like shooting in the dark. We actually have a process to follow. And so that's been really um, one of the things that people have said is the most helpful in the program is just having a place where they can come and actually get help to move them forward instead of panic.
0: Okay, Jennifer, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: (laughs) So you guys can find me at smartcreativesocial.com. From there, you can grab my free Pinterest traffic roadmap. Um, I'm smart creative social on all the platforms. I also, if you want to go take a look at my DIY blog where I experiment and do really weird stuff on Pinterest, <laughs> um, that's at smartfundiy.com or smartfundiy everywhere. And that account is, is fully automated. So if you are wanting to, um, Just kind of get your traffic mostly automated. Um, You don't want to be churning out a ton of content all the time. Um, Yes. Yeah, you can go and check that out because that, um, I was just telling Jennifer, I was like, last month we did five figures completely passively, no new blog posts. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want that, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: how fun. All right, let's wrap it up. I'm so excited that we got to talk about something new and fresh. You know, I feel like a lot of times I'll get on here and we'll do a podcast and I'm like, okay, we kind of talked about marketing before, but this is totally different. And I don't know about you guys that are listening, but I'm really jazzed about Pinterest. And I feel like with all the changes that we've had just over the last year and the way that our shopper is changing so much, this gives us something new and fresh to try that in our industry of retail, we don't see a lot of this. So I'm excited. So Jennifer, thank you so much for being on today. I've been wanting to have you on for like half a year and we made it happen. I'm really excited.
1: I am too. I'm, I'm really glad to be here and um, thank you. Like, and, and I'm excited to see what you all do with Pinterest. It's the lowest investment for the highest ROI of any of the platforms.
0: Sweet. All right. Well, we'll get on it. All right. Have a great day. Bye.